Welcome to the Ashram Podcast, made possible by the American Society for Healthcare Risk Management to support efforts to advance safe and trusted healthcare through enterprise risk management. Visit ashram.org slash membership to learn more and become an Ashram member. I'm Michael Carice, and a key objective of enterprise risk management is to promote risk transparency throughout the organization, including providing key risk indicators and risk reports to executive leaders and board members. Today, we'll be discussing the key attributes of effective KRIs and risk reports that align with your organization's strategic objectives and top risks. And we couldn't have a better guide for this discussion than James Lamb, a corporate director, management consultant, best-selling author, and keynote speaker who's widely recognized as the first ever chief risk officer, and he was an early advocate of enterprise risk management. He is now president of James Lamb & Associates, a risk management consulting firm he founded in early 2002. He also currently serves as chair of the Risk Oversight Committee on the board of E-Trade Financial Corporation and as an independent director and chair of the Audit Committee of Risk Lens Incorporated. Thank you very much for being with us, Mr. Lamb. Thank you, Michael, for having me. So if you could start by uh, telling us a little bit more about your background, and I also want to get uh, to set the table sort of your philosophy of risk management. So I, I've been in uh, risk management my entire career, uh, over 35 years. Um, part of that time, I've been a, a risk manager, so uh, executing and implementing uh, risk management programs within a company. Second part of my career has been in consulting and working with different companies, across different industries, seeing what works, what doesn't work. And the third part of my career um, is as, as a board member, providing oversight and governance uh, in terms of serving on a board. And my general philosophy about risk management is that there's a hard side to risk management and a soft side, and, and companies need to focus on both. So the hard side would include um, the policies, the systems, and the reports. And the soft side would include the culture, the values, and the incentives. So as a company, you want to have a culture of compliance and, and a culture of transparency. And why is that so important, particularly on the transparency side, because that's what we're focusing on uh, today, making risk transparent throughout an organization? Yeah. So, you know, if this is small fire... <laughs> you want to know it as quickly as possible, right? So if there's a, a risk or an issue that's brewing uh, within the organization, if you make that visible, if you measure it, you report on it, you communicate it to the right people, I think the organization would respond uh, appropriately. But if you let that small fire simmer and there's a lack of transparency, uh, then it could easily grow into a large crisis. Uh, so I think risk transparency through uh, good metrics, uh, good risk indicators, good reports should be a critical objective for any risk management program. So why do some risk managers hesitate about the transparency? What, are, what, are, what is the benefit that they see in not sharing everything? Well, it's a real challenge sometimes to get the right data and uh, developing the right metrics. Um, and if risk managers spend too much time on developing the risk register, doing qualitative risk assessments or heat maps, and don't spend enough time on developing the right key risk indicators, uh, the risk appetite statement, the right reports, then it does 
become a challenge in terms of getting the right information to the decision makers uh, in senior management and, and the board of directors. So let's talk about the elements that go into you know effective reports and information for those senior leaders. Key risk indicators. What what are the main characteristics of those? Well, I think it's really important that key risk indicators don't start with the risks. Uh, so don't start with strategic risk, operational risk, or, or financial risk. It's very important to start with the the business objectives of the company or the business objectives of the function or unit within that company. And if we start off with business objectives, um, you know that would be kind of step one, defining what your critical objectives are. Step two would be to develop key performance indicators, KPIs, that would measure whether or not you're achieving those objectives. Step three would be to define and assess the risks that could drive that performance for better or for worse. Step four would be to develop the key risk indicators that would measure uh, the direction and exposure and level of those risks. And the final step, step five, is to develop integrated reporting, integrated strategies uh, to mitigate or optimize those risks. So I think it's important to start with the business objectives as, as opposed to starting uh, with the risk. Yeah, you have to, have to have that framework to start with, sounds like, to make it all line up and serve its purpose. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would say, you know, some companies uh, think about performance and and uh, objectives separately from the risk and the metrics. And um, and that's not good. That's not healthy. Uh, having an integrated perspective of business performance and risk management, I think it's really, really important. Now, with the KRIs, you mentioned direction and exposure. Can you go into a little bit more detail about what you meant by that? I mentioned earlier that risk managers should not rely too much on qualitative risk assessment. So an example would be, you know, if you went to to the doctors and the doctor says, you know, I think your health is a yellow, you know, in, in a kind of red, yellow, green light kind of analogy and not give you specific metrics in terms of your BMI, your weight, your cholesterol levels. That's not a very productive conversation, right? But, but if it gives you specific metrics that would show you the level, uh, the direction of your health, then you could do something about it. Then you could make better decisions about your diet and exercise. And I think that's really important you know, when it comes to risk metrics. So if risk metrics are done well, these reports and in the, in the KRIs, what are you hoping that they accomplish? Well, one thing that it should accomplish is to bring people from different organizational units together and, and be able to collaborate more effectively. Because now you're looking at the same metrics in terms of performance indicators, risk indicators, uh, the same metrics when it comes to risk appetite and tolerance. And, and you're really um, pursuing a common goal in terms of achieving those objectives uh, driving performance and mitigating uh, the risk. If you don't have clear re- metrics and reports, then people might be looking at risk in different ways, and uh, you don't have the level of teamwork or 
or collaboration that you want. So really getting everybody on the same page, as it were. Yeah, absolutely. And that also must be critically important for the senior leaders and, and board members to be making the best informed decisions and being able to execute because they need everybody on the same wavelength to follow through on whatever comes out of this process, right? Yeah, I think that that's really important uh, to, to not only break down the silos within the company, uh, but communicate from the line management to uh, corporate management to the board of directors, uh, making sure that we are looking at the same, you know, the same things and, and driving the organization toward these uh, common goals. Let me just jump in here quickly and remind folks they're listening to the Ashram podcast, which is made possible by the American Society for Healthcare Risk Management to support efforts to advance safe and trusted healthcare through enterprise risk management. Visit ashram.org slash membership to learn more and become an Ashram member. Do any examples come to mind, either with companies you've consulted with or not, about the impact of a really effective risk reporting, risk transparency setup, and the converse of that, one that just is not serving the company's objectives well? Yeah, I, I would say in terms of attributes, if you have too much information or too much data that gets presented, then you could really, you know, it would be really hard to see the forest from the trees, right? So, so if I could contrast good reporting and, and bad reporting, I, I would say bad reporting is when there's too much data and that, that data is backward looking is inside out and it's not leading to critical decisions and actions. Whereas uh, good reporting would be more forward looking outside in. So, so you understand your risk within the business environment that you operate and it supports critical decisions and actions at the board and management level. And I, I would also say that Ashram has done a really good job in updating its uh, ERM handbook. And there's a section there on developing key risk indicators that I think people should look at. And I would also have an ex you know give you an example of how having good metrics drive uh, the right behavior and 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 uh, the outcomes that that we want. I remember. Um, many years ago, the hospitals didn't monitor, or if they did monitor, they didn't report on hospital infections. So there was a lack of transparency, and, and this probably goes back to the you know 90s. And um, so that there was a lack of transparency in terms of hospital infections, and and, and patients were getting sick and, and dying from it. And there was an industry-wide initiative, uh, you know, federal initiative to make sure that hospitals monitor and publicly share their infection rate. So by having the, a good metric and having transparency in reporting, it really drove down the infections across all hospitals because now they have to monitor, they have to report. They have to mitigate the risk. One interesting outcome was they, they discovered, you know, not only do you need to wash your hands, you know, for 20 seconds, but one of the sources of hospital infections were the ties that the doctors wore because they didn't wash them regularly and, and it was just, you know, causing all kind of infections. So that, that was like a, a surprising outcome. 
But I, I think um, it, it all started with having good metrics and, and reporting. Yeah, well, right. They were under the microscope, so they started looking at every possible cause of infections, right? Yeah, yeah. And then when you get the right metrics, uh, it, it drives the right actions and, and behavior. So one of the pieces of this I wanted to ask you about, because you sit on so many boards yourself, you know, a piece of this obviously has got to be about communicating all of this. You can put a report in front of a, the C-suite folks and the board, but do you have any advice for people about how to communicate all of this complex information? Yeah, I could you know, tell you what not to do and then, and then tell you what would be helpful. What is not helpful when, when a risk manager present to corporate management or the board is to drag them through all the good work that you've done. You know, in terms of the processes, the action plans, and whether you're on target or not on target, and, and you know, basically a, a compliance checklist. And I would say the board and senior management pretty much assume you're doing a good job. So, so they don't really need to hear all the steps that you've taken to do your work. They really want to know the insights and the so what in terms of your work products. So if you could relate your work to their decisions and actions, things that they really need to work on, that's much better. So, so another way of putting that is, is some risk managers start from the bottom up, right? They, 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 they look at the data and then they do some analysis around that data. Then they put together some reports uh, based on that analysis. Then they give those reports to the decision makers and hopefully it will support their decisions. I think it's much better to reverse engineer that and do it top down. Start with thinking about the decisions that the audience has to make, whether it's the board level or the corporate management level. What kind of decisions do they need to make in terms of accepting or mitigating uh, a risk? What, what kind of decisions do they need to make in terms of capital allocation, risk transfer, and, and other decisions? Then you go backwards and say, well, how do I customize my reports to serve these decision makers? And then now what kind of analysis do I need to do to populate those reports and what kind of data do I need to collect? So instead of going bottom up, I think it's much more productive to go top down. Yeah, and you got a better chance of keeping their attention if you make it relevant to them from the beginning, right? Absolutely. So one of the things I like to, to say is if you produce a good report, the feedback that you want to get is not, oh, that was interesting or even you know, informative. That, that's not your goal. Your goal is, wow, that's really useful and actionable, right? Because that, that then you know your work is making a difference, right? That, that's driving uh, actions and decisions for the corporate executives and, and, and board members. So, so strive toward useful and actionable and, and not interesting and informative. That's a really great piece of advice, and uh, that could apply to well beyond risk management, I would, I would argue. Uh, listen, I'm afraid to say we're out of time, but I want to thank you very much for joining us today, Mr. Lamb. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Michael. James Lamb is president of James Lamb & Associates and a pioneer in enterprise risk management. And a reminder, uh, Mr. Lamb mentioned the Ashram 
playbook on ERM. It's going to be uh, updated, a new version coming out soon. So you can check that out at ashram.org slash pubs to see what it's all about and purchase some great risk management resources. This podcast is made possible by the American Society for Healthcare Risk Management to support efforts to advance safe and trusted healthcare through enterprise risk management. Visit ashram.org slash membership to learn more and become an Ashram member. I'm Michael Carice. Thanks for listening.